Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Tyson Bibb, and a warm welcome on this cold morning to any guests or visitors that we have joining us this day. Please know you're always very welcome here at Trinity Lutheran Church. We gather with great joy to celebrate the baptism of our Lord this day as we see that Jesus takes his place as our substitute. He who needs no baptism for the forgiveness of sins puts himself in the waters of the River Jordan to be baptized by John so that he can get in that sinner's water and take our place and then bear those sins to the cross for our salvation. And now, of course, then, baptism is that holy washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whereby God adopts us as his children and declares of us, even as he did his own son, that we are his beloved children. Our service this day is Matins, as it begins on page 219. And before we get any further here, I will turn your attention to the Focused on Christ section and the inside of the back cover of your bulletin for a summary of today's readings. Our Lord Jesus is baptized to fulfill all righteousness. He partakes of a baptism for sinners in order that he might be our substitute and bear the judgment we deserve. In the water, Jesus trades places with us. Our sin becomes his sin. His righteousness becomes our righteousness. Our glory, therefore, is in Christ Jesus, who became to us righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Jesus is the chosen one sent from the Father to release us from the prison house of sin and death. Baptized into Christ, we also become the chosen ones, beloved of the Father. We cross the Jordan with Jesus through death into the promised land of new life with God. As I mentioned, our service is Matins. As it begins on page 219, we now sing the first hymn. The Old Testament reading for the baptism of our Lord is from Isaiah chapter 42. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands wait for his law. Thus says, the, thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it, and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord, I have called you in righteousness, I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness." O Lord, have mercy on us. The epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, whom God made our wisdom and our righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. O Lord, have mercy on us.
The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. O Lord, have mercy on us. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon text for this day, of course, comes from the Gospel reading, St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 17. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. This is our text. You know, when things are going along the way we expect, the way that we want them to, we really don't think a whole lot about it, do we? It's when something goes wrong or something unexpected happens that we sit up and we take notice. Things are not normal, right? For instance, as long as the furnace is working, you really don't think too much about how cold it is outside. But if that furnace stops working, you're going to mark every little notch on, that, on the thermometer that the mercury continues to fall. Now, the same can be said for our vehicles, right? We take them for granted until they don't start, especially this time of year, right? And then, of course, there's our health. When all is well, or at least normal and predictable, we really don't think a whole lot about our health, do we? But when something goes wrong, when something's not right, or even just something unexpected pops up, well, that gets our attention in a hurry. Well, so it was at the Jordan River where John was baptizing. He was preaching a message of repentance and preparing the way of the Lord as God had called him to do. And as the Spirit worked through John's preaching, sinners were repenting and being baptized for the forgiveness of sins. Things were going along just fine. In fact, you could probably even say normal, right? Until, well, they didn't. Until that day when John looked up and the next sinner to be baptized was Jesus, the Christ, the sinless Son of God. Now, you can imagine John's confusion and his astonishment. Jesus is not sinful and unclean. He does not need to be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. John says that he needs to be baptized by him. Not the other way around. But, no, Jesus says, this is right. In fact, it needs to be done. It must be done in order to fulfill all righteousness. So then, John consents, and Jesus, the sinless Son of God, is baptized. But then, something else happens. The heavens open up. The Spirit of God descends like a dove upon Jesus as he sees this, and, John, and God the Father speaks, saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The Father gives his stamp of approval to this whole unfolding of events. This is exactly what should happen. Let the whole world take notice. And so then I think it's safe to say that, well, this was not your average day at the Jordan River, right? Now, with all these marvelous theophanies, that is, revelations of God, it begs the question, with what exactly is the Father well pleased at this occasion? Well, the answer is this. His only begotten Son is standing in that filthy water for sinners, putting himself in the place of sinners. You see, the Father is pleased that his only begotten Son is not ashamed to be counted among sinful man. The Son of God takes our place 
so that we sinners will have a place with him in his heavenly kingdom. Jesus is baptized in our sewer to put our sins upon him, that that selfsame water might then be cleansed and sanctified to wash our sins off of us. Yes, it's a graphic picture, but it is appropriate. It is right. You see, our sin is the cesspool that we are living in and wallowing in. And this is precisely why John the Baptist objects to all this. Don't get this baptism water on you, Jesus. It's filthy. It's gross. It's full of sins. And Jesus, he says, yes. Yes. This is where he wants and needs to be. It is good, right, and salutary. This fulfills all righteousness. And what does God the Father think? He is well pleased. He is delighted. And in that is the gospel. The good news, dear sinner saints, for your weary souls. When God the Father speaks from heaven that he is well pleased with Jesus, he says it not only because of who Jesus is, but because of what he is doing and why. The Father is delighted because his Son is fulfilling the plan of salvation. Jesus takes upon himself the filth of sin, your sin, my sin, indeed the sin of the whole world. The Father is delighted that his Son takes your place, becoming your substitute. John the Baptist, he objects to this, and we might even object at first. It just doesn't seem right to us, but God the Father is delighted. As the text says, he is well pleased. The Father is delighted because this fulfills all righteousness. You see, in his baptism, Jesus yokes himself to our sins, to the sin of the world, and he bears that terrible burden to the cross, where he will suffer the punishment for it. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In his baptism, Jesus is working righteousness. He is working holiness for a world of sinners held captive in the darkness of iniquity and death. Honestly, we really shouldn't be surprised that what Jesus does looks completely different than what we would expect and what we would think he should do. In this sin-corrupted world, we're often used to seeing all of life corrupted by sin and its influence. In other words, what is wrong and sinful seems, well, as much as I hate to say it, normal to us, and so oftentimes it seems right to us because this is simply the way of this world. Therefore, things which are righteous and holy and truly good by de God's definition, they surprise us. They catch us off guard. Due to the all-pervasive corruption of sin, we resist that which is good and holy and righteous. St. John bears witness to this saying, Jesus was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. Christ came as our Savior. And we, as humanity, we rejected him. We did not understand. That being the case, thanks be to God that our salvation is worked without our approval, without our understanding, and even without our acceptance. All righteousness has been fulfilled in Christ, who is the substitute for sinners. Jesus fulfills God's holy Ten Commandments in the place of sinners, in the place of you and me, we who cannot help but break them. And as your substitute, Jesus stands in, or in your place in order that you might stand in his. He took the wrath and punishment you deserve from God the Father and paid its price on the cross once and for all, and you receive rightly what belongs to Jesus, a crown, honor, glory, a heavenly kingdom. You receive this as an heir in Christ.
To this, St. John also bears witness, saying, To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, born of God. So I'll ask you, how did you receive Christ and his gifts? How is it that you came to believe in his name and to call on him in faith? You were given a second birth. For so many of you, right here in this very place, at that font or otherwise. You see, you were given a birth from heaven. You were baptized. Prior to God claiming you in holy baptism, you were all unbelieving sinners of the worst kind. Prior to faith in Christ, we were objects of God's wrath, worthy only of his condemnation, worthy of damnation. But then, as it is written, you were washed, you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. In baptism, God chose you individually. He named you as his own, putting his name on you, calling you as his washed and redeemed child. As he there in those baptismal waters cleansed you of your sin and your shame. He saved you. Not because of works of righteousness done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration of the, and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Christ Jesus our Savior. So that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. In baptism, you see, you were joined to Christ Jesus, as St. Paul teaches us in Romans 6. You were declared to be righteous by God's grace. You received his name, and he became your Lord. The devil and this world, they have no claim on you now. You belong to Jesus. You are members of his body, his church, over which he is the head. All of this occurred when God claimed you as his own in holy baptism. Now, so very many people in this world, they utterly reject this. They can't stand hearing it. They insist that baptism can't do such things. Well, in answer to such objections, we have the clear and simple teaching of God's word. In his Pentecost sermon, St. Peter preaches, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. So also in his epistle, we hear that baptism now saves you. Forgiveness of sins, everlasting life, salvation from the devil, these all are given in the blessed sacrament of baptism. Put simply, where there is forgiveness of sins, there is favor with God. Where there is favor with God, hurting souls, they are soothed, and frightened consciences are calmed. As the prophet Isaiah spoke of Christ, a bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. You see, in holy baptism, the filth and stench of sin is washed away completely by Christ Jesus, who paid its price on the cross. Christ, who only was sinless, suffered God's just wrath for all sin on the cross, in order that we would be forgiven, set free from sin, death, and hell. You're baptized children of God, we can rejoice this morning because, you see, God the Father, he is well pleased with you. This is not because of who you are or the great deeds you've done. On your own, you have no perfection. In fact, apart from Christ, all we have is our sin. The Father is well pleased with you, not because you're better than the next person, you give more or you pray more, not at all. God the Father is well pleased with you because you are in Christ. You are baptized into Christ Jesus. By faith, you cling to Christ and his promises, and you receive what he won for you on the cross. You need to know that when God the Father looks at you, 
He doesn't see your sin. As God's baptized child, he sees what Christ has done for you in upholding the law. The Father sees the innocent suffering and death of Christ on the cross for you, as well as his glorious resurrection. Therefore, when the Father looks at you, he sees his beloved child. He sees the one with whom he is well pleased. When God the Father looks at you, his beloved and repentant saint, he sees not the object of his wrath, but rather the object of his love, of his mercy, the one whom he has called his treasured possession. You are God's chosen, forgiven, redeemed, and beloved child. What inexpressible joy, what peace that comes with such knowledge and truth. Indeed, God be praised for his merciful love. Now, of course, your enemy, Satan, the devil, he wants nothing more than to rob you of this great joy in Christ. He would ever accuse you of your sin, and that is what his name, Satan, means after all. It means accuser. The old evil foe, he'll always tell you how filthy you are, how unworthy you are, how God could never love the likes of you. However, here's the thing. When Satan tempts you in this way, dear saints, you should actually to agree with him. You should say, yes, Satan, you're right. I am a sinner. A worse sinner than I will ever know. But Jesus is baptized for me, and I am baptized into him, into his death, into his resurrection. And as such, I am a child of God. You can spite the devil and claim Christ's merits for you in the cross, in the resurrection, given to you in baptism, in word and sacrament. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Those words once spoken of Christ are now by grace spoken of you. You see, your crucified and resurrected Lord is your righteousness, your sanctification, and your redemption, as we heard from St. Paul this day. God be praised, for in him you have all things. Therefore, dear saints, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. And we have much to boast about. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, you proclaimed him your beloved son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Make all who are baptized in his name faithful in their calling as your children and inheritors with him of everlasting life. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those baptized into Christ's righteousness, made bold in faith and fervent in love, that we may live out heavenly lives even in this world, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have that we who have died to this world in holy baptism would evermore live in the resurrected life of Christ, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who proclaim Jesus Christ, that through their godly message many would repent of their sins and join him in his heavenly kingdom, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the family, especially all Christian homes, for husbands and wives, that God would turn them toward one another in love. For fathers and mothers, that God would equip them for their holy duty as teachers of the faith, and for all children, that God would preserve them in the saving faith and certain promises of their baptism unto a life everlasting. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the rulers of the nations, especially our President Joseph and our Governor Michael, that they would submit to the preaching of God's word and acknowledge Jesus as the true Christ and true King. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. 
for all those bruised and afflicted in spirit, especially Bob Rash, Ron Gibson, Chuck Lichty, Erlene Lakey, Lisa Rash, and Ted Phillips, that God would be a servant to them in their hour of need and bring them out of their afflictions. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For all who have received holy baptism, that they would treasure this heavenly gift and so receive the body and blood of Christ for their forgiveness, life, and salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you manifested yourself with the Holy Spirit in the fullness of grace at the baptism of your dear Son. With your voice, you directed us to the one who has borne our sins, that we, may, that we may receive grace and forgiveness. Keep us, we implore you, in the true faith. Since we have been baptized in accordance with your command and the example of your Son, strengthen our faith by your Holy Spirit and lead us to everlasting life and salvation. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Once again, good morning on this very chilly January morning. I guess it's kind of fitting that all mornings in January would be chilly. Just a, a handful of announcements here as we continue with our day. Of course, that we have a Sunday school and Bible study and worship here. And then this coming Tuesday is the monthly circuit pastors meeting that will be held in Salisbury uh, this month. And then Wednesday, of course, we have our midweek school and confirmation classes beginning at 3.30 and then workout class at 6. Um, just a couple notes regarding today. Uh, we do have a disaster relief door offering. So that is, again, for folks who this past month were so heavily affected by the storms and tornadoes in Missouri, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Illinois. Uh, LCMS disaster response has been there from the beginning to help them pick up uh, and to, uh, uh, to heal and move forward from that. Those wishing to donate by check, as we have this in the bulletin, please make checks payable to Missouri District LCMS and then write disaster relief in the memo line. That way it will go directly where it needs to to help the folks down there. Um, so we do thank you for that. And then also, uh, we were to have a special presentation today by Shane Smithson. He tested positive for COVID earlier this week and has had to remain in quarantine, so sadly he's not able to join us this day. Uh, but I have been in contact with him. Uh, this will be rescheduled, so as soon as I know more, I will pass that information on to all of you so that we can make our plans uh, to join him for that presentation. Um, he wanted me to reiterate that he is... Uh, well, really bummed out that he couldn't join you today. He really wanted to be here, so uh, we'll look for more information on that in the future. Anything that I may have missed? No? All right, well then, go in God's peace knowing that you are his beloved children in Christ Jesus and that we have in Christ all things, forgiveness, life, and salvation. I'll greet you at the door. <laughs>